0: Welcome back to the Jewish Growth Podcast. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin. It is great to be with you today. In just a couple of days, we are going to be finishing up the last verses of Breshis Vayechi. And Genesis really is the foundational book of our family's history. It's who we are as a Jewish family. And if so, we should think of Bracius not only as teaching us about our national identity, but teaching us who we are as individuals that come from this cradle of Jewish family. In today's episode, I want to take a deeper look at what we can learn about ourselves as we consider this family that we come from. In this journey, I want to share with you a midrash that at first glance seems baffling, but a deeper look at the midrash will offer us a riveting insight into what it means to be a Jew and how we can actualize our potential as part of B'nai Israel. In last week's episode, we spoke about the challenge of confronting modernity. I was reminded of this issue earlier this week as I came across a video of a formerly Hasidic man named Izzy, and he discussed his exit from the Hasidic world and observant Judaism. This was a very moving video in which Izzy described painful childhood experiences, as well as growing up with limited secular education or knowledge of non-Jewish society, And eventually, this young man, both physically and metaphorically, cut off his peos, and he went into the secular world studying philosophy in a university setting. He described the pain of separation from his family, finding that he could not go back to where he came from. And what struck me the most was his newfound conviction that Judaism, the religion, is quote, not true, though he finds it valuable as a culture. So here's a young man raised in a Hasidic world without secular education, where he eventually turned away from those Hasidic roots. He was not able to perceive afterwards that Judaism is more than a culture. And perhaps that too was a missing element of his education. In truth, Judaism is so much more than a culture. We are a civilization with an ancient spiritual, ethical, and moral bedrock. The Jewish people have done more to advance the needle of philosophy and human ethics than any other people. Izzy's journey was a painful reminder of how important it is that we do raise children that can be steeped in Judaism while understanding the broader world as well. With a deeper understanding of the world and Judaism's role in it, young people can better appreciate all that Torah has to offer people in an intensely modern world. The critical thing that we want to think about for our children, for ourselves, is that long-term Jewish identity. We're part of B'nai Israel. We come from this cradle of Jewish identity. And whoever we are, whatever background we're from, we, can, we want to take that identity forward with us. What does the end of B'raishis teach us about our eternal connection to our name, Israel? Let's go back to that Midrash now. When Yaakov finished blessing his sons, the Torah says, V'ichal Yaakov Letzavos is Bana V'yasov Raglov El Hamita. V'yigva, V'y'a, Asaf el Amav. Yaakov finished commanding his sons, and he gathers feet unto the bed, and he expired and was gathered unto his people. Generally, when the Torah relates that someone has passed away, the verse says, V'yamot, and he died. Where it says, he expired and he died, at least the words, and he died, are not omitted. But here, though, strangely, the Torah omits the word "vayamot" and he died. And this leads Rashi to quote the Midrash as he writes, Umisa lo Namrabo, death is not mentioned with regards to Yaakov. The Amru Razal and our rabbis taught, Yaakov avinu lomes, Yaakov, our father, did not die. This Midrash is surprising. What could our rabbis possibly mean by Yaakov, our father, did not die? As we see from the subsequent verses, Yosef proceeded to embalm Yaakov, who was mourned heavily throughout the region. He was buried in Mara Tamachpela in Hebron. Was Yaakov who was mourned, embalmed, and buried not dead? It goes without saying that when our rabbis teach us that Yaakov, our father, did not die, they did not mean this to be taken on a simplistic literal level. But if the Midrash is not literal, then is it merely a metaphor or a parable? I would argue this Midrash is not merely a metaphor. A metaphor might be when we use a phrase or a manner of speaking to convey something else or something deeper. But here I believe that when our rabbis said Yaakov did not die, they really did mean these words, just not on a simplistic level. Let's consider the Maharal's explanation of this Midrash in his Gor Aryeh commentary. At the outset, the Maharal of Prague teaches us that death is a void or a lack of being. And yet, when a person dies and leaves children in this world, in a sense, that person has left something in the world, and so the void of their life is not absolute. On some level, the deceased still do exist through their children. The problem, though, is that no human being is intrinsically connected to life. Every human being passes away. And so if a person has a child, it's true that that child is alive for now, but the child too will not live forever. And so the fact that someone has a son or daughter left in this world is not enough for us to call any deceased person living after they have passed away from this world. On the other hand, when we consider Yaakov Avinu, the situation is quite different. Yaakov Jacob was not merely the father of 12 children who are here today and will one day pass on. Yaakov was the father of B'nei Israel. B'nei Israel are not merely individual Jews who happen to be alive today. B'nei Israel as a collective are fundamentally connected to life. We are Chai we are living and established, as it says, Vatema Devekim Bashem chayim Kul Hayom, and you cling unto Hashem your God, all of you are living today. Yaakov was not just the father of some individual tribes. He's the father of B'nai Israel, And that's why the Torah does not use the word death with regards to his passing. Even after Yaakov left the world, he still is living because he's the father of the Jewish people who are intrinsically alive and who embody life. Every person's soul lives beyond their physical life into the spiritual realm. And every person who leaves offspring in this world surely reaps merits of that life that they've left here. When a child recites Kaddish, the soul of their parent is elevated. And people without children too, of course, have merits for their deeds. I was recently reading that Abraham Lincoln, of all people, has zero known biological descendants around today. Think about that for a moment. But still, not everyone is the father of B'nai Israel. Only Yaakov achieved that distinction. And in consideration of that, our rabbis teach us that Yaakov did not die, as he's the, he is living every moment through the Jewish people. And we are each a component of Bnei Yisrael, every single one of us. We're part of this living entity that is connected to God, the source of life. The Torah tells us that we are to choose life. Behold, I have placed before you life and goodness. Vias hamaves, hara, as well as death and evil, ubacharta b'chayim, and you shall choose life. Hashem is the source of life, and so choosing life means we cling to God. As B'nai yisrael, we come from a family whose identity is connecting to God, the source of life in all times as I read about this young man who left his Hasidic roots, my wife was talking to our daughter, who's spending a year in Israel after high school. And my daughter was sharing the experience of thinking about Judaism on her own as a young adult, acquiring it for herself. As a parent, I'm so grateful that she's having this experience. But I realized this is something that we all need to do. We need to seek that point of personal connection to the name Israel for ourselves. That's what it means to be part of a family. As a young child, child. Our family identity is thrust upon us. But as we come of age, we find our own connection to the values that we were raised with. And in that light, there is a deeper aspect of our name Israel for us to ponder. One of the fascinating aspects of Brashis is the renaming of Yaakov as Israel. As Yaakov becomes Israel without losing his name Yaakov. After Yaakov learns that Yosef is still alive, the Torah teaches us, Vayomer Elohim Yisrael, Bamaros Halila, Vayomer Yaakov Yaakov. And God said to Yisrael in visions of the night, and he said, Yaakov Yaakov. And so the two names, Yisrael and Yaakov, are used together in one single meeting with God. That's fascinating. Earlier we discussed the, the meaning of this name, Yisrael. And the name Yaakov can refer to Akev, the heel, the end of things. Yaakov, the name implies a crooked path we sometimes need to walk on in this world. And in contrast, the name Yisrael means Yashar straight vision of God. The moment where Yaakov is renamed is a moment where he triumphs with vision over darkness. As we look more closely at the life of Yaakov, that theme of light and darkness appear continually. Yaakov, it seems, is just tailor-made to connect to God in times of darkness. Consider all the times that Yaakov connects to God in darkness. When Yaakov escaped from Esav, he beheld the angels of Hashem descending and ascending the ladder at night. And later in the house of Levin, angels come to Yaakov at night to tell him that his flock will be blessed. And then Yaakov struggles with the angel of Esav at night. And finally in Vayigash, after so many years of not Receiving nevuah, God appears to Yaakov in night visions. Yaakov comes to the world with one name, Yaakov. And this name implies a path that is long, sometimes difficult, a success that comes at the heel, the end of the game, after a meandering path. Yaakov attains the name Yisrael, the name of clear vision and closeness to God. But it's not as if he attains it as a constant state of being. The name of Yisrael is his, but it's a lofty level. And he doesn't always have that same connection. In fact, he goes through many years of life without any prophecy. And likewise, we are also part of B'nai Yisrael. And as our name indicates, we have vision of God. In some moments, it's stronger. In some moments, less so. But whatever level of connection we have, it's truly critical. This past summer, the Orthodox world was roiled by a damaging portrayal of the Orthodox community in the Netflix series My My Unorthodox Life. And in that series, Julia Hart broadly criticized the family structure and Jewish practices that govern Jewish family life, while her, quote, unorthodox life was portrayed with a whole lot of glory. This past week, it was reported that she is in the middle of a divorce from the man whom she was shown to be so joyous with. I wish Julia Hart no ill, but it seems to be a symbolic moment. What often seems glamorous out in the world probably or likely is not what it seems to be. And it is true. The Jewish people are not glamorous. And maybe that's the point. What we are, who we are, is a deep, timeless connection to God. And in that journey, every one of us is a part of Bnei Israel. We're part of the Jewish people and we have our own name. That, at the end of the day, is the meaning of this book. Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, each had their own name and the highest spiritual state that they achieved was individual. Avraham was the epitome of chesed kindness, while Yitzchak turned to awe of God and Yaakov to that balance of truth in life. And now here at the end of Genesis, each tribe has their own name, is noted for their own strength that will carry them to the end of days. Every tribe has their own name and their own identity that they connect to. And we too need to find our own place within the Jewish family. And at the same time, we also connect back to our identity as Bnei Israel, the nation which comes from the family that is the epitome of life. And so in your path, remember that you have your own unique name within our Jewish family. Search out the meaning of your name and your personal mission and remember that you're also part of B'nai Israel, and that because of you, Yaakov, our father, and his vision is still living today. Thank you for being with me. I'm Ken Brodkin and this is the Jewish Growth Podcast.